Hi, everybody. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. I hope you were able to listen or watch the last podcast where I answered some of the most often asked questions that I get. And if you have more questions you'd like me to answer, I'll take a crack at them. Uh, send them to me. Uh, contact me through the ministry. Go online or uh, richardroberts.org or call the prayer group at 918-495-7777. Make contact with me. Let me know. Uh, from time to time, I love answering those questions. I thought the, the most interesting question was, do they have toilets in heaven? I thought that was the most interesting question. My response was, I sure hope they do. <laughs> I know that many of you are watching uh, this uh, podcast and many of you are listening just via audio. Uh, but I want to talk about healing today. Healing. Now, I know a lot about healing because that's my calling. I have a calling in the healing ministry. That calling came about when I was just 19 years of age. My father prophesied over me into the healing ministry, and uh, it took some years before it happened. As a matter of fact, it took almost uh, 11 years before it finally, I guess almost 12 years before it began to happen in my life. When a prophetic word is given, it does not always happen immediately. It takes a period of time. Even now, we are seeing Bible prophecy fulfilled that was prophesied hundreds of years ago. In fact, if you look at the at the state of Israel and the Middle East, you see a lot of the prophecy coming to pass right now. But I want to talk about healing for a few moments because there are a lot of people who uh, do not believe in divine healing, in healing from God, and that's what divine healing is. Uh, divine healing has got a bad reputation in some places because of the way that it has been abused by some. But you can't throw out the barrel because one apple is spoiled. Um, you know, there, there are some crooked preachers, yes. There are some crooked lawyers, yes. There are some crooked doctors, yes. There are some crooked pilots, yes. But that doesn't mean everybody is. So uh, healing is for today. Now, there are many people who question that. They, they say, well, healing was in the Bible, and, uh, and as long as Jesus was on the earth, and as long as his disciples were alive and the Apostle Paul, it was okay, but it died out after that. Well, I have, I have genuine proof that's not true, because over the past years, I guess 10, 15 years, we've had, what, Mike, 150,000 or more plus healing testimonies that have come to the ministry. I get testimonies of healing every day. It doesn't it just seem like a week doesn't go by without receiving a testimony of someone healed of stage four cancer, all kinds of, of sicknesses and diseases healed by the power of God. And so I believe in, I believe in healing. Um, much of the church today has given up on healing in the prayer sense, but they've turned their bodies over to the doctors. And I love doctors. Uh, Brother Hagen used to call doctors your second line of defense. Uh, I love doctors because they're trying to get you well. Uh, the part of the Apostle Paul's official uh, evangelistic team was a doctor. His name was Luke. He wrote the book of Luke. He wrote the book of Acts. And he was a traveling companion with Paul wherever he went. And when you see them on the island of Malta, you see Paul praying for the sick and people being healed, and you see Luke treating them medically and them being cured. So God put prayer and medicine together. 
I thank the person who prays for me, but I give the glory of the healing to God. I thank the doctor who treats me or does surgery or does the procedure or whatever, the examination, but I give the glory to God. I believe a healing is a stream that comes from God and it has a number of different tributaries. It has prayer, it has medical science, it has good diet, good climate, good exercise, all kinds of things like that. So I believe in healing. And I want to focus today on healing and on your healing, because some people fit into some categories. And there are three specific stories in the Bible that I believe will help you today. The first story is of a man who lacked faith in one area of his life. Now, that may be your story. You may feel like, um, well, I, I believe God, but there's one area over here that I don't believe God in. Uh, Jesus was up on the Mount of Transfiguration. The Bible tells the story. He, uh, he took Peter, James, and John with him, and uh, while he was there, Elijah and Moses appeared. You've read it in the Bible. And when they came down, Jesus encountered a crowd and his nine disciples, plus a man whose son was demon-possessed. And the demon in the boy would take the boy and thrash him on the ground and throw him into the fire and try to kill him. The father had to rescue him. Jesus came on that scene, and the father saw him coming and said to him, Jesus, I tried to get your disciples to heal my boy, but they could not. If there's anything that you can do. Well, that's the way many people treat God today. God, if there's anything you can do. And um, Jesus replied, it's not if I can do anything, it's if you can believe. Because all things are possible to him who believes. Now, I want you to listen to what the man said. He said, Lord, well, in saying Lord, he must have known who Jesus was. Lord, I do believe, but help me from my unbelief. Or in other words, I do believe in you, but I have this little pocket of doubt over here on the side. And that's the story of many people today. They believe God, but there's one area that they have trouble believing in. Is that you? <laughs> well, Jesus handled the situation. He took care of the man's doubt. He took the boy, prayed for him, cast the demonic spirit out, and the boy was healed and delivered. The second story has to do with a beggar who sat beside the highway begging for money. His name was Bartimaeus and he was blind. And he represents a lot of people today. Seemingly life has passed them by or is passing them by in this case. He sat there with his beggar's robe on. Now, that's not a term we're used to hearing today, but in those days, in order to have a license to beg, you had to have, uh, you had to wear a certain type of outer garment. Um, <laughs> maybe they ought to do that today with all the beggars that we have on the street corners. Uh, but to, to have a, you had to have a license to beg in those days. And you had to have a legitimate reason uh, for begging. And you had to wear a certain type of outer garment that identified you as a licensed beggar. That was the law in those days. And Jesus was coming down the road and he passed this blind beggar who was on the side of the road begging people for money, hoping they'd put money in his cup. 
Someone must have told Bartimaeus that it was Jesus that was passing by because Bartimaeus shouted, Thou son of David. Now, once again, like the other man I just described, Bartimaeus must have known who Jesus was. The Bible says that Jesus would descend out of the line of David. Son of David, he knew who he was. Have mercy on me. Or in other words, I need healing. And Jesus stopped and walked over to the man and said to him, what is it that you want me to do for you? Now, if Jesus were to walk up to you in the flesh and ask you that question, Sam, Mary, John, June, Jimmy, Paula, what do you want me to do for you? What would you say? I'm sure Bartimaeus could have said a lot of different things. He could have said, well, Jesus, I want you to tell all these people that are passing by down this highway to put money in my cup. Because I could have a lot more money if they just give. A lot of them pass me by and just, they don't do anything. They put money in my cup. Or he could have said, could you build me a shade? It's hot out here. <laughs> he said, no, Lord, I want to see. He got down to the key issue. I want my eyes healed. And Jesus touched and healed him. But he did something. And I don't want you to miss this. He took off that beggar's robe. He took off that attitude. He took off that which was holding him down. And there are some of you that are watching right now or listening right now that have an attitude of, I've been this way all my life. I'm not ever going to change. Nothing's ever going to work out for me. I'm going to be at this place, this station in my life, all my life. It's time to take that off. That man cast that devil's beggar's robe off. And Jesus healed him. Now, the third story is even more powerful. It's about a woman who had had, who had had a flow of blood for 12 years. I'm talking about bleeding for 12 years. She'd been to the doctors. The doctors had done all they could, but there was nothing else they could do for her, and she'd spent all of her money. Now, there was a, a law, according to the Hebrew law that in that day, that she was considered unclean. And a woman who was bleeding was not allowed to go in public. She had to stay indoors in her home until the bleeding stopped. But this woman had had a continual menstrual flow for 12 years. So she was considered unclean. She was not allowed to leave. Someone must have told her that Jesus was passing by. And it caused her to say something. And this is the most important thing I'm going to say to you. She said something. She said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment... If I can only touch the border, the bottom of his robe, I know I will be healed. You've got to get your words in harmony and in line with the Bible. Matthew, or excuse me, Mark eleven twenty three says, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, this problem, whatever it is. Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. He shall have whatsoever he says. 
She said, if I can only touch the border of his garment, I shall be healed. What a powerful statement. What a positive statement. What an affirmative word. And she left the home to follow him. Now, the Bible says there was a great crowd pressing in around him. I'm sure it was difficult for her to get through. She must have gotten on her hands and knees. After all, she was going to try to touch the border of his garment. And Jesus, obviously, being taller than her, she had to bend down and perhaps even crawling on her hands and knees. But she got close enough until she reached out and touched it. Now, in those days, rabbis... And remember, Jesus was referred to as Rabboni or Rabbi. Rabbis wore a certain type of outer prayer shawl. The reason I know this is I've studied on it, and I actually have one. My wife sent off and got one. And at the bottom of the prayer shawl are tassels. And the tassels in those days were representative of the law of Moses, which was the word of God. What she was saying was, he doesn't have to touch me. I don't have to touch him. If I can just get my hands on the word of God, I know I shall be healed. Just picture her crawling on her hands and knees, getting closer and closer, till finally she reaches out and grabs one of those tassels. And the power of God flooded through her body. And Jesus whirled around and said, Who touched me? Now, Peter and the disciples said, Jesus, everybody's touching you. Have you ever come out of a crowded place, a football stadium, a basketball game, or some public event, and, and people are just bumping you as you just, you're trying to go through the crowd? They're just bumping you. must have been like that. People just rustling up against him, bumping up against him. Peter, Peter said, Jesus, everybody's touching you. Oh, no. This was a different kind of touch. I felt virtue. I felt power go out of me. And he turned and there was the woman. The Bible says that she told him what she had done. And Jesus said to her, woman, you touched my clothing, but your faith touched me. Go in peace and be whole and healed of your plague. And she was healed. She said it. She reached out and touched the border of his garment. She claimed what was hers. My friend, you have a Bible right to healing. Why? Because Jesus not only took on your sin and shame and mine on the cross, but he also took 39 stripes from a whip, many who believe was a cat of nine tails. And each stripe of those 39 stripes was a stripe for every sickness and disease. The Bible says himself took our sicknesses and diseases and bore our sicknesses in every area. He took our sin and shame and bore our sicknesses. I'll get that right. He bore our sin and shame and he took our sickness and disease. You have a Bible right according to what Jesus did on the cross. Now, as I said, I love doctors. 
I thank God for doctors. I just took Lindsay the other day for her annual heart uh, heart examination, and I'm going for mine in December. I, I do all the, the things that they do. They, they're going to do an echogram. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> they, they do all kinds of examinations, which I won't describe. <laughs> I, I believe in that because God gave them the ability. But my friend, I also believe in prayer. That's my calling. And if you have been doubting whether or not it's God's will for you to be well, then you need to stop what you're doing and read the Bible, especially 3 John 2, which says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. And that's healing. Even as your soul prospers. It's time for you to get it in your mind that it's God's will for you to be well in every area of your, of your life. And, and he gets no glory out of you being sick, poor, broke, hurt, battered, beaten, bruised. He gets no glory out of that. That's the devil's work. And the Bible says that he came but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, I'm going to pray for you. And as I said, I know many of you are watching on our YouTube channel, many of you are, are just listening via uh, this station here, this channel here. But in the authority of the name of Jesus, I want you to get your, your faith moving with me. I want you to agree with this prayer. As I pray, I want you to say, I agree with Richard's prayer. Right now, by the authority and by the power given me by Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke every sickness and every disease. I rebuke every fear and every doubt. And I command the devil to take his dirty, rotten, stinking, filthy hands off of your life. I rebuke every sickness and disease. Come out in Jesus' name. And I believe right now for you to release your faith and to believe with me for God's healing touch and not to let go until you feel his power coursing through your veins. I pray this in faith in Jesus' name. And if you've been doubting whether or not it's God's will for you to be well, you need to end the doubt today. Draw a line in the sand and say, Satan, you can't cross that line. In the name of Jesus. If you need further prayer, the Abundant Life Prayer Group is ready to receive your call at 918-495-7777 online richardroberts.org slash prayer. Now, while you go to the website, look at all the different things that are available. If you never signed up for our YouTube uh, channel, you don't know about our Roku channel or things of that nature, all the information is on there. If you don't know about my Saturday night phone call at uh, 11 p.m. Eastern time every Saturday night, 10 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. in the Pacific, if you don't know about that, all the information is on there. Travel schedules there, all of our books, all of our CDs, all of our DVDs, all of our resources are there as well. All the schedules, all my travel schedules, everything is on that website, richardroberts.org. Check it out. God bless you. And I'll see you next time right here on the Expect a Miracle podcast. Have you checked out our YouTube channel? It's packed with videos that will build your faith for these challenging times. You can watch the latest programs, the place for miracles and make your day count. Also take a look at the encouraging messages from Lindsay's prophetic dream teachings. In addition, Richard has specific healing prayers you can use. It's all here on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash Richard Roberts Ministries. And don't forget to subscribe.